Hey, hey, loves. What's going on? How y'all doing? So, welcome to Galaxy Vibes, okay? And I, today, I'm out in nature, y'all. So, I don't know if you can hear the, you're going to be able to hear the wind blowing, the um, birds singing, whatever. I don't know. Some wind chimes, singing, <laughs> But I'm out here in nature, so let's let's do this. I'm I'm excited. So to all the new people, welcome, welcome to Galaxy Vibes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm excited to have y'all here. This is a safe space, y'all. This is just a, a place where you know we let loose around here. We let our hair down. We talk about some serious issues, you know, that people go with go through. But mainly this is just, you know, to get some healing or just to wrap your mind around some things you might have went through. And some people don't like talking about this type of stuff because it brings up emotions that they don't know how to deal with or they just don't want to deal with. And I know how that feels cuz I've been there. I It's trust me, it's hard to um for me to dig deep and research these subjects or, you know, heal, try to heal these things in myself. <clears throat> it's hard to do that. But it's necessary because we never know who might really, really need to hear or see, you know, what's going on with them and someone else. You know what I'm saying? They might need to see that or hear that. So, yeah. If you're not new here, welcome back, baby. Welcome back. <laughs> I love you guys. I really do. Um, I appreciate your listening ear. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your, you know, warmness. Your I feel your energy over here. That's what keeps me going to do what I do to help not only you all, but to help myself, you know. So let's do this. So today... Whew. Oh yeah, I just want to let y'all know. Every Thursday, I, I'm I'm gonna stick to a schedule because um, sometimes I, you know, I take a little while because it's 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 it's, it's tough for me to talk about certain things. But I'm just gonna, you know, put my big girl draws on, and we're gonna do this every Thursday, okay? And if if need be, I'll do it more than one day a week. But anywho, today we're gonna talk about childhood trauma. And this is why it took me so long. I I wrote this script. I did the research a week or a week ago. When I did the last episode, I wrote it like the same night. But I just couldn't bring myself to talk about it. Okay? But we're going to talk about it today. All right, y'all? So let's jump right into it. So what is childhood trauma? Okay, because some people get it twisted. Childhood trauma, it has many categories. It's not just people being molested or beat or, you know, raped or neglected. It's a lot more than that, you know. Um, so let's let's see. Childhood trauma is often described as a serious, adverse childhood experience. Children may go through a range of experiences that classify as psychological trauma. Like neglect, like, uh, <laughs> like neglect, abandonment, sexual abuse, physical abuse, witnessing abuse of a sibling or a parent, or having mental mentally ill parents. Anything that leaves a child feeling alone, vulnerable, overwhelmed, or terrified is traumatic, and it leaves an effect on a child. So this is what childhood trauma is. Okay, and I'm just gonna read off some of the the categories or some of the traumas that people have or that, that some of the tra- the things that cause childhood trauma okay so i just named a few but um you can also um people can witness children can witness car crashes or be in a car crash that creates trauma they can be in a war zone um, in a violent neighborhood, they can lose a parent or a loved one that causes trauma. They can just watch something on TV or listen to a violent song or something like that, and that creates trauma. They can just hear about a story, like say somebody tells a child, like, 
Yeah, when I was growing up, I saw this man get his head chopped off and they stuffed his body in a bag. You know, kids, they can run with their imagination with that type of thing. They could be thinking about that all day and then it shows up in their dreams and that causes all kinds of traumatic experiences for them. So trauma can be literally from anything. They can witness somebody running over a dog and that can cause trauma in their life. So we have to really be careful what we expose our children to. But as sometimes sometimes you can't really help what they see or hear because it's coming from somebody else. And you of course you can't put your child in a bubble, but you can't equip them to handle that type of trauma. Now some of the effects that comes with childhood trauma is sexual addiction, emotional um they can become a workaholic. They can have the jitters or hyperarousal. Um Mental, it causes mental abuse, food addictions, self-medicating. Um, they can stop, just give up on life, stop trying, just just give up, you know, because they don't feel like they can or they're worthy or enough to do certain things. It can cause depression. Um, they could be subject to physical abuse or they could be the abuser, you know what I'm saying? Some kids who went through a lot of trauma, they become the abuser, Okay, and some some people aren't just sick people who just want to abuse people. They do this because of trauma, something that they saw growing up, or they might not even they might not have you know witnessed somebody being beat all the time. They might have been the ones being beat to sleep. You hear me? They might have been the ones being beat to sleep. That's why now some some situations that I've been through, I have a little bit more compassion. For certain people or certain situations, you know what I'm saying. I have a little bit more compassion for it because I, when when I look back and see what that person went through, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Because even with myself, um, you know, I've dealt with a lot of rage and anger and things like that. And yes, I have put my hands on people because it, it was if you step in my bubble, you might get popped. Okay. <laughs> If you touch me, I'm going to touch you back. I'm not just going to let you touch me, okay? And it's it's flashbacks that I have from, you know, I don't care what nobody say. It's flashbacks that I have from being beat, you know, whipped and things like that. Like, it's stuff that I wanted to do when I was a child. But I know I, w- I wouldn't dare do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. But anyways. And some, some um, another thing that it can cause is for somebody to feel unsafe. When you're a child, you feel unsafe when you go through certain traumas. And it can carry over into adulthood. So when you're an adult, you just feel unsafe all the time. You don't know how to trust people or be around people. Um, so you feel unsafe. You, It's like, nah, I don't want to do that. Nah, I don't want to touch that. Nah, I don't want to be around you. I don't trust you. I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stuff like that. Okay. So, now that we talked about that, in adulthood... Any of these these traumas or traumatic events, it turns into post-traumatic stress. And if the trauma persists during childhood or adolescent years, often this often leaves the individual more susceptible to relationship and mental health issues, such as depression or low self-esteem. Anytime a child feels unsafe and not protected, it could be seen as traumatic a traumatic experience. And there are signs to look out for if a child experiences trauma. If a child cannot verbalize their emotions, some people look at it as the child acting out, okay? Or the child just being bad or whatever you want to call it, because that's what people say. But really, that child, like, say a child is sad, but they don't know how to say, hey, I'm sad. So they just start screaming and throwing stuff and acting crazy and stuff like that. It's because they cannot verbalize their emotions. They don't know how to say, or maybe they weren't able to say, you know, so, or they're not able to say how they feel because out of fear. So they just don't know how to verbalize it. Okay. So they just do whatever. Okay. They, they just act out. 
What else is a child supposed to do? Especially if nobody's showing them, hey, this is how you express yourself. This is how you verbalize how you feel. How how would a child know how to express themselves? They 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 would not. Okay? So just be a little bit more vigilant or a little bit more aware. If you're not teaching your child how to verbalize and how to say how they feel, what else do you expect them to do? And then instead of saying, Oh yeah, you better calm down, or I'm gonna beat you or this or that, blah blah blah. I'm gonna knock your head off, all that stuff like that. Stand in front of your child, like, use your words. What's wrong with you? What's going on? How do you feel? Tell me how you feel. Are you sad? Are you angry? Are you hurt? Are you, do you feel unsafe? You feel unloved? Like, do certain things. A child will understand after a certain point in time. If they don't get what you're trying to say at first, if you keep going with it, they will get it. And they will calm down. They will let you know what's going on. And then you can take further steps, okay? So the child may also complain of headaches or stomach aches. And if you have taken them to the doctor and the doctor can't figure out what's wrong with them or they can't find any issues, then this may be some um, some symptoms that they have some things going on inside of them, okay? So, let's look at, well, okay, let's also talk about... Like I said, these angry, these anger outbursts, like I said, it's very common and it may come out of nowhere and almost seem like the child is overreacting, but trust me, that child is not overreacting. That child just does not know how to control their emotions. They don't know how to express themselves. Okay. And if you talk to any child psychologist or if you talk to anybody who is used to dealing with children, especially behavioral children with behavioral issues, they will tell you this. Okay. That child just does, not, just does not know how to verbalize how they feel or what's going on inside of them, okay? They just don't. Now, some children are excellent actors, okay? i give you that. They're excellent actors. They are. Because <laughs> I know a few excellent child actors. But you can tell when a child really is, like, just frustrated and cannot speak their truth, okay? So, if a child also has a sudden clingy behavior... Some children may become very clingy to the parents or caregivers after a traumatic event. So if you notice your child usually is not a clingy child, okay, your child is usually like, um, you know, doing their own thing off to themselves or whatever. But after something tra traumatic happens, they're very clingy. You might not even notice. You might not even see the traumatic event, okay? It might be over somebody else's house. It might be, you know, where they're outside doing whatever. And you just notice all of a sudden they're really clingy. You need to figure out and investigate what's going on with my child, okay? So, if the child has a loss of focus and restlessness. And they cannot concentrate while they're studying or even during playtime. Or there's a sudden drop in their academic results. So say that they are um, usually a really good student or a really, um, you know, they have really good grades, you know, high grades, A's, B's, whatever. And you just notice that or the child is really focused. Like if they do their homework or they always get great remarks in school about being focused and doing what they're supposed to do. And all of a sudden they just stop. Something happened. Something is going on, and it's it's worth investigating, okay? Because it's it's constantly bothering that child, you know. Um, also, if there's a lot of avoidance going on, okay. So the opposite of clingy is avoidance. So, or if this child wants to just run away all the time, kids may want to run away from home or any. Or run away from a person or a scene that reminds them of the traumatic event. So, okay, listen. Let me tell you this. Babies are children and animals. They can sense some things. They can sense some things. Okay. So, say a certain person comes around your child. And your child your child is not normally a avoidant person. Or say they're normally, like, you know, really interactive with other people. But a certain person comes around and they're like, oh, no, we got to get up out of here. Or they're real quiet. They're trying to stand behind you. They, you know, um, they look real nervous. You need to figure out what the heck this, this person did to your child 
or what happened around that person because they might have just been over that person's house and they might have you know witnessed something crazy okay so you never know and if they just want to run away just period it's it's something it's something going on okay especially if they're not usually that type of child so you need to figure that out we you know i have children myself so i'm constantly trying to like they call it therapy <laughs> I, i'm constantly in their business do you hear me are y'all okay what's going on how do you feel what this blah 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 this i'm constantly doing that because i would i want that for my children because i did not have that i had a little bit of it but not really you know what i'm saying like not enough for me to feel safe or comfortable. I'm just going to speak the truth. Okay. And I'm pretty sure we've all been there. So, and if not, you know somebody who has. So, I'm just going to list um, a couple more things. I have a long list of traumas. Okay. <laughs> but it's some things that you might not even realize cause trauma. Okay. So, <clears throat> Cyberbullying is really traumatic for children. And now that a lot of children have all these electronic devices, they have these phones and tablets and computers and games and Xboxes and Playstations and whatever. People are getting, kids are getting, these kids are wilding out. Do you hear me? <laughs> these kids are wilding out on the internet. All right. They are. They, they, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because. You know, they're not actually in that person's presence, but they bully the mess out these kids on here. So be very vigilant of that. And also, um, so say if a person has a kid, they can have, they can have trauma if they have like sudden hospitalizations or say you have, cause I know like my youngest son, he had, um, sickle cell. When he was born. And so he had to go. He was always in the hospital at the beginning of his life. You know, he was always being stuck. And, you know, they was all sticking him with needles. They was, there was always like, just poking my baby, just poking him, poking him, poking him, poking him. So he developed a phobia. And every time we would go to the hospital, he knew, even as a baby, he knew he was going, if we went to the hospital, he would lose it, okay? He would lose it. It became traumatic for him. When we went to the doctor, he would lose it because he was thinking he was going to get stuck and poked and he was going to be there for a long time, for days on hand. But it causes tra trauma. I know it has, it did for me. When I was little, I, you know, I busted my head open, had kiss stitches. It was a lot of stuff. I, I, I couldn't stand needles. I was, oh, yeah, I was definitely afraid of needles. Definitely afraid. Bending needles, getting, child, they would have to restrain me like the Hulk. Do you hear me? Because it was so traumatic for me. Even when growing as an adult, if I go to the hospital, I was, at one point in time, I was always in and out the hospital. And I would dread getting stuck because I have small veins. So they would have to stick me. Like my baby, they would have to stick me a hundred thousand times. Okay? And that was traumatic for me. And I still, I, ha I have to be brave now when I go. And it's nothing to be ashamed of because I'm not ashamed of it. But it's traumatic. Okay? So also, if a child is removed from their home due to abuse or neglect or just, you know, for child services to investigate, that's traumatic. Because they're being removed from their home. They're, they're being removed from what they know. You know, even if they are being abused there, it's still traumatic for them. Because they don't know where they're going. Especially if they're being placed with a foster family. People they don't know. Like, I couldn't imagine. Okay? I could not imagine. I just can't. Also, like, natural disasters like tornadoes and flooding or hurricanes and things like that. Especially if a child was in the thick of that. Let's say their home got destroyed or, you know, like the people that was in Katrina. I know a lot of children probably get traumatized by water, things like that. You know, being stuck on top of a roof for days, um, you know, swimming in God knows what. That's traumatic. 
okay? So, of course, sexual abuse. And we've covered this in the, in the past episode. But sexual abuse, it does not have to just be somebody rape, penetrating a child. It could be somebody touching a kid. I went through this. My whole childhood, do you hear me? My whole childhood. It don't have to be you being penetrated all the time. It could be somebody just touching on you, making you touch on them, you know, doing inappropriate things in front of you, things like that. That's traumatic. You know what I'm saying? Some kids, the the perpetrator didn't even do any touch them. They just made them watch them touch themselves or made them watch porn or do something crazy, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. That's traumatic. Then a person grows up and is afraid of intimacy. Is afraid of intimacy. They have all kinds of psychological damage from the things that they saw and witnessed and dealt with. Sexual trauma is horrible because some of these kids go through some horrific, disgusting, nasty, degrading things. And then when they become adults, it's unfair that they have to go through hell and back just to have a relationship with somebody, especially if they truly love this person. You know? It's unfair. So, also, a child can go through neglect, okay? A parent can leave a child hungry, wearing dirty, nasty clothes all the time, don't take care of them, don't look after them, uh, let them go and do whatever they want. Child be wandering around on the streets, two years old, one years old, five years old, whatever years old, roaming around. Or they leave them at home for days, expecting them to fend for themselves. You know, like, how can a child, how can you expect a child to fend for themselves at home with with nobody, especially with no food, dirty diapers on, things like that, you know, house filled with roaches and um, nasty junk trash everywhere, and they just digging through stuff, just eating whatever. Like, no, no. Um, and some children may have been in a home with someone who has a mental illness. They might have done some crazy things or they might have just scared them because, you know, they that person has a mental illness and they might snap. Or if they don't have their medication, they might, you know, do something crazy, you know, or do something to them. You know, it's a lot of things, you know. A child who has witnessed a parent going to prison or even being deployed in the military. That separation anxiety is real. You know, that's traumatic for a child. Okay, and also, let's just talk about this physical abuse, y'all. Okay, so a lot of kids went through a lot of physical abuse. It's, it, and I'm not talking about just a little spanking. I'm talking about real beatdowns. You hear me? Broken bones. Black eyes. When you smack a child, when you physically smack a child, that's degrading, okay? I don't care what nobody say. You can you cannot like what I'm saying. You can get mad at me all you want to. When you smack a child in their face, that's one of the most degrading things you can do to a child to break their spirit. You should never want to break a child's spirit. When disciplining a child, you should never want to break a child's spirit. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Okay. That's one of the most traumatic things you could do is smack a child. Besides beating them, punching them in the face, throwing them down the steps, things like that. And let me tell you this. I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but I don't give a damn. You hear me? Because I know what damage it can do. When you come, when you beat a child till they bleed, or you you take your anger and frustration out on a child rather than trying to discipline them, you are abusing that child. And believe me, I've had to restrain myself because yes, children make you upset, children make you mad, children make you want to do some things, but you cannot, you cannot do it. There's other ways of disciplining your child. Than to taking your anger out on them and just beating them to sleep. You hear me? Beating them with cable cords and extension cords and cable wires and um, hangers and things like that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
and people think it's cute. They sit there and brag about it. Yeah, I beat his little ass with the uh, cable cord and extension cord. They thought I was playing, blah, blah, blah. That's not freaking cute. I don't care what nobody say. Come at me about it. See, see me about that. It's not cute. Then you wonder why a little little John John, a little man man, a little little Bobby is a psychopath when they grow up. Or they beating on people. They beating on their friends and siblings and um women and men. You know what I'm saying? You you wonder why. I don't know why you act like that. Yeah, you do, because you did it to him. You broke his psyche. A child be begging you, please, please. And you just still beating the snot out them with cable cords? Extension cords? Nah. You beating them with all kinds of stuff. Stuff that ain't got... Man, listen. If you physically punching your child, popping them, knocking their teeth out, and busting their lips open and stuff like that, Really? Nah, man. Nah. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I don't care. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because you're creating monsters. And then when folks growing up choking other people, um, especially mothers, you going around with your sons choking them, Snap, smacking them, beating them, spitting on them, doing all kinds of stuff like that. And then they go up choking women, pulling their hair, throwing them down the steps, doing all kind, doing the same stuff you did to them. Don't say, I don't know why you act like that. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yes, you do. You did it. Even if they daddies do it to them. They going around cracking skulls. Fighting everybody they know because they really want to fight their daddy or they really want to fight their mama. And girls, you going around here calling girls bitches, uh, little girls bitches, you think that's cool? Yeah, verbal abuse is crazy too. It'll cause some things too. You call them whores and this and that. Pulling them by their hair, smacking them down, doing this, doing that. You think they ain't going to accept that from somebody else doing it to them? Then you want she's stupid for staying with him, or she crazy. She just let that person beat her up. She just do this. She just do that. Really? Where you think they learned it from? Or if that girl going around whooping everybody's head that's around them for no reason, just popping folks. Then you want to lock her up, put her in juvie, or lock her up, put her in jail. But she going around raging, stabbing people, and shooting folks, and setting people up. Yeah, y'all better watch what y'all doing say to your kids because guess what? You're gonna create a psychopath. You hear what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with disciplining your kid, but know there's a thin line. And I'm done with that. Okay, so let's talk about what happened as adults. When you become an adult, it's often difficult to process the things that we went through as children. Because at the time of the trauma, the child's mind cannot process the trauma. Your mind is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. Okay? Just to let you know. And instead, we blamed ourselves, you know, for our childhood trauma. And it eats away at the child's stability. When you're a child, you blame yourself. Or you don't, you don't, like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 you know. So, and it, it, it just eats away at the stability and the sense of self-worth. And it stays with the child until adulthood. And if there's no um, intervention for this trauma, it can cause a lot of shame, um, guilt, feeling disconnected, dissociating. That's, you know, common. You're unable to relate to other people. You're unable to control your emotions. You um you may experience heightened emotions, um, and anxiety, depression, and anger. So, like I said, you're unable to control your emotions. You're unable to express how you feel. So you just lose it. When a person is uh, experiences trauma as a child, when they get older, 
they don't know how to experience, you know, express themselves. And maybe you are the parent that's, you know, abusing this child or mentally, physically, emotionally or whatever, psychologically. Maybe you don't know how to express your emotions because you were things, horrible things were done to you. But it's up to you to to figure out how to heal yourself so you can teach your child something better so they can teach their child something better. It's up to us as adults, you guys, you know. It's up to us to do better. It was up to our parents. But guess what? It was up to their parents. But certain resources are not available to certain people or were not available. But there's no excuse now. If you if you know better, you do better. Okay? And don't and if you've done something wrong or you used to do certain things, there's nothing wrong with um switching it up. And forgiving yourself for it and keep it moving. And just try to do something different. And try to bring healing up, you know, to your child. Or even if you lose custody of your children and you still see your child, you can still change and let your child know, hey, I, I messed up. I, I, I did. Even if your child is an adult. I messed up. I apologize to you for that. Let's, let's work on that. You know, things like that. So, the way that the child was abused, it can it, it can condition the, the way a child forms attachments, okay, later in life. And once a child believes that the people that were supposed to protect them or care for them, and they see that the adult doesn't, it may take a very long time to rebuild the trust for anybody, okay? So, if a child goes through trauma... And they see that the people that's supposed to protect them don't. They're gonna have a hard time trusting other people when they become adults. It's just it's it's gonna be very hard. I know this for a fact because I'm still struggling with trusting people. You hear me? I try, but then sometimes it's like, okay, I cannot do this because I don't know what to believe. I don't know. Even if I do know, it's just hard. My mind plays tricks on me. Like no. Close yourself off in a bubble. You're better off by yourself. You don't need to be around these people because they you cannot trust them. They don't love you. They don't care about you. Okay? Even in relationships. And as an adult, we are mishandled by the adults. We are mishandled. And it can cause some serious attachment disorders. So either you become... Detached from people, or it causes trauma bonding, or it causes codependency, things like that. And that's very unhealthy. Okay, so let's look at some of the attachment um, disorders, okay? So the first one I have is dismissive avoidant attachment. And this is when a caregiver or a, per- a parent ignores or rejected the child's needs. And when the child becomes an adult, this, you know, they choose to be super independent to protect themselves from being rejected again. So instead of forming, you know, bonds or relationships with people, they become dismissive and they avoid it. They avoid it. They do. They just, it's like they run. I've done this, you know, you, it's like, I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody around. I don't have to have this. I don't have to have that. I'm going to do everything for myself. That way, can't, you know, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Can't nobody hold this over my head. Things like that. So the next one is fearful avoided attachment. So this is when a child experiences and is exposed to abuse and neglect. They fear intimacy and close relationships. This is leading to becoming distrustful and have a hard time sharing emotions and may seem disconnected from the partner. So this is when as an adult, you know, like I said, you don't trust anybody and you have a hard time expressing yourself. You have a hard time sharing how you feel because, you know, in the past, you didn't have that intimacy. You it it was you didn't have that intimacy with your parent or with your close guardian or an adult or things like that, like a healthy intimacy. You didn't have that. 
So, or you weren't allowed to express your feelings. You weren't allowed to express your emotions in a safe, healthy place or space. So you don't know how to do that in a, as an adult. And you just disconnect, like you, you're con disconnected. You just go with the flow, you know, not go with the flow, but like you just go through the motions of every day. You might expect that person to open up to you, but you won't open up to that person at all. You won't do it because you don't know how. Okay. So next is anxious, preoccupied attachment. And this is when the child may have experienced parent, a parent who was not consistent in emotional security. They would love on the child, then reject them repeatedly, causing the child to consistently question their place and require validation as an adult. They may, as an adult, they may seem clingy and needy, often requiring repeated validation from their partner or from other people. Okay, so this 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 is the most cruel one of all. It's when you pull a child in and you love on them, and the next minute it's bipolar, or like a, I'm not saying this is what Gemini's do, but you know how they say Gemini's are two faced. Like one minute they're cool, the next minute they ain't. You know, this is the type of energy that that brings. It's like, oh my baby, and it's like, boy move or girl get out of my face. Like I look, I don't, you ain't my child. It's just weird, you know, it's like, why are you playing with that child's mind? And some adults grow up doing that, especially in relationships. Like, you might get in a relationship with somebody, and then one minute they might be lovey-dovey, like, loving all over you. Everything is all good. And the next minute it's like they cold and distant. They don't want nothing to do with you. They can't stand you. And you don't know what's going on. It's like, what is going on here? And then they'll turn around the next minute, oh, I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next minute, it's like, ugh, I can't stand your guts. It's like, what? What did I do? But they also, the person may become real clingy as an adult. Like, they they constantly need validation. Constantly need validation from you. Or from their partner or from whoever. Friends, whoever. They constantly need to know that they're loved. And they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, they have to know this. They're not secure in who they are. Or what they stand for. Because they were yo-yoed. Okay. So, this childhood trauma, you know, it affects the brain. It affects the, the psyche. You know? Physical scars can, can heal. But your psyche, it's the hardest thing to heal. You can even heal your heart. But your mind, it's the hardest thing to heal because those things are constantly imprinted and ingrained in your brain. And you can constantly keep yourself trapped from staying in that space and not healing your mind. Okay? Depending on the type of trauma that a child may have went through, they find different ways to cope from day-to-day -day living. Oftentimes, it's carried into adulthood. And they may walk on eggshells because of the parent lashing out all the time. The child may withhold their emotions by masking their true feelings or masking fear and anger and sadness. And later, these coping styles may turn into smoking, having unprotected sex a whole bunch, you know, um, chronic illnesses, stress and anxiety. So some people ain't just out here having sex like rabbits. Without protection because they want to. It's because this, this is how they cope. It's, it's, it's a coping mechanism for trauma. Or they ain't just out here on drugs because they want to be. You know? Because they say, oh, this this is just what I want to do. Smoke some dope. Or, you know, they might not have, like, you know, a lot of stress and anxiety because they want to. Okay? So, let's talk about some ways to heal. And we must, we let me just say this. We must know that. Our root chakra, it stores a lot of trauma from our childhood. Okay? And that's the base chakra. That's the, the red chakra. That's at the bottom, um, up under our belly button. It's, you know, it's we're at the pelvic area. Okay? And an unstable foundation or base is created from trauma. And from there, it's, it's very hard to be balanced 
it's very hard to have stability when you're off balance. So it's imperative that we heal our base chakra, our root chakra. It is going to help us to overcome trauma and to be strong again. And your base, once your base chakra is healed, your root chakra is healed, it heals all the other, it goes up, it heals all the other six chakras that's above it, okay? So in order to heal, first we must acknowledge and recognize the trauma, okay? And please do not minimize whatever you went through because you went through that, okay? Don't minimize it. Healing starts with acknowledging that the trauma happened and it, it was not your fault, okay? It was not your fault, okay? You didn't cause this. It was someone else, okay? You need to, re we have to reclaim control and oftentimes we carry the feeling of being totally helpless over into our adulthood and this creates a feeling of perpetual victimhood, Okay? This leads to us making choices based on our past path and versus our current situation, okay? And when we allow that victimhood mentality from the past to control us, our, control our present, we are not really in control. And it's important that we must always live in the present moment, okay? And not the past or even the future, there is no doubt that the past pain will always be a part of our story or our testimony. But once we acquire new tools to combat the past, we must stick to stick to it in order to, you know, heal and be free from that trauma. And we cannot use the old way of coping and defending ourselves um, when we were children to rule how we respond today. And we will learn, we heal and we grow, darlings. We do. Okay. We cannot let the old ways. Me, my thing was rage, going nuts. You hear me? Losing it all. I can't. I cannot do that now. I put my. I want to put my hands on something so bad when I was growing up, and I did. And I cannot do that now. I know I can't. Okay. As much as I want to. Now, if you try me, now swing on me if you want to, and you might. I can't guarantee that I'm gonna hit you back because I will. But I'm not just gonna, you know, resort to that. So. We must seek support, you guys. Please do not isolate yourself. This is something I had a problem with doing, too, is isolating myself. You know, um, sometimes you have to, but don't stay there. Okay. So, naturally, trauma survivors will draw. And this makes these worse in some cases. Uh, studies show that connecting to other people really helps the healing process. You can join in a group. Um of survivors or you could talk to a trusted family member or friend a counselor or other survivors you know you can become friends with people or get on groups on social media or in person or what have you so it's it's imperative that we take care of our health so about taking care of our health it helps us to manage stress and this is a huge plus okay getting plenty of rest not being up all night stressed out in your head maintaining a good diet and exercise and drink lots of water. Okay. So. We have to learn what acceptance. And letting go means. Okay. So acceptance does not mean. You like the trauma that you went through. Or you agree with it. Um, just acknowledging the trauma. did. You have to acknowledge that it did happen. And that you're going to. Or are doing something. To heal that situation. Okay. And what will you do to heal that? Like, what, what are you going to do? And that's where letting go comes in, okay? So, it's not an instant thing. Like, you, you're you not just going to instantly, like, okay, I'm just going to let it go. It's a gradual, slow process. Sometimes people let it go easily. It, sometimes it takes a while. It depends on how rooted and ingrained this, this, this situation is in your in your life, okay? Um, trauma, especially if you dealt with trauma your whole life. It'll rule over you, you know, um, but it just can't, it just can't rule over you your whole entire life. You just can't hold on to forever. And if you repress it, you can't repress it either, guys. You have to let it go because if you repress it, it will rob you of living a happy and carefree life. It'll keep coming up. Okay. And also we can transmute energy, transmute negative energy into positive energy. And there's many ways that you could do that. 
Um, instead of running to your old bad habits to soothe your, your, you know, your triggers or anything like that or trauma, you could try to create good habits to replace the old ones. So if a negative thing comes up in your mind, you can, you can transmute and say, no, I am worth something. If, if, you know, if you've been raped or something, you feel like I'm worthless. No, you, I am worth something. I am somebody. I am amazing. I am beautiful. Things like that. So, or if you hear your person, your parent, I would say, you're so stupid. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. If you hear that in your mind, you'd be like, no, listen, I am, I'm special. I'm intelligent. I am somebody. I can do this. I'm not going to listen to that, that mess. Okay. So be very patient with yourself because trauma of any kind takes time and a lot of patience and bravery and heart to heal. It takes a lot to heal. Okay. Healing is one of the hardest things you can ever do. And you know, it's hard to let go of, you know, those things. And it's hard to control your emotions. And it can create helplessness, things like that. So you want to, and it can create, cause you to have defense mechanisms work, and work perceptions, okay? So... You, it's easy to, it's, it's, it's best that you set boundaries also with healing or going through certain things. It's good that you set boundaries. Okay. You honor the process that you're going through, no matter how big or how small you celebrate the victories that you have in healing. Even if it's a tiny victory, you celebrate yourself. Okay. Cause you did a damn good job. It's very hard to heal and get past things that happen to you. Even in adulthood. So celebrate. Okay? Remember, you are victorious. And every small victory is a puzzle piece. And with time, the whole puzzle will be complete. Okay, loves? So, don't let nobody take your shiny. Don't let nobody knock you down. You celebrate. Don't, don't, if somebody say, well, you ain't do this or this, 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 you took two years, you took 10 years to heal. So what? So, so, okay. So let's talk about some crystals. Um, if you're into that type of thing, um, a different crystals, crystals you can use is obsidian. Obsidian is really good at shielding your physical and emotional, um, body. It removes negativity and emotional blocks. It promotes strength, clarity, compassion, and it helps you find the true sense of yourself. So obsidian is really good at healing and getting back to who you really are, okay? Selenite is good at cleansing your aura. And a lot of negative things from your childhood could be stuck in your aura. And you need to get that out. You need to cleanse, constantly cleanse your aura, okay? And you can cleanse your other crystals with selenite as well. Tiger's eye. I love tiger's eye. Tiger's eye gives you bravery, courage. You know, it the eye of the tiger. That's where they get that from. The eye of the tiger. It give it, it helps you fight and, and go on in, in the struggle. You know, tiger's eye gives you a lot of strength, okay? Rose quartz. Rose quartz is a very good crystal when you're trying to get that love of yourself. You're trying to get that old thing back. Um, or if you've never had love for yourself. It's, it's going to help you cultivate self-love and care. I love rose quartz. It's a very healing crystal, okay? Lapis lazuli, it helps reduce panic attacks. It helps you to feel in control, okay? And it quiets the mind. It gives you a peaceful mental space. So any type of lapis, you need to get that, okay? So those are just a few of the crystals that I, you know, like to use or... That I feel that it's very helpful. So, guys, let's go over some affirmations, okay? This is my favorite part. So, I don't have my belt out here today. But um, <laughs> when when we get to this part, guys, if you're new here, you take a deep breath. You can repeat after me with these affirmations. You can write them down. You can play them back whenever you need to. Um, you can always look online. There are plenty of affirmations out there that you can, you know, um, look at and you know say to yourself when you feel down or when you need just that pick me up you know or you need to just change your mindset okay here we go my abuse or trauma 
does not define who I am as a person. Today, I choose me. I choose to create an atmosphere of peace and safety for myself. I don't blame myself for my childhood experiences or trauma. Boundary setting helps me to create a safe place in my life. My mind, body, and spirit belongs to me. Love and tranquility surrounds me today, and I release the feeling of guilt, hurt, and shame. You guys, this is something that's very important because you will get a lot of guilt, hurt, and shame, um, and you will constantly feel those things, and it's important that we release that feeling because we were not built to be have shame we were not built to feel guilty about something especially if it's something that we didn't do to ourselves you hear me so i hope some of these affirmations really help and this information really brought some clarity to you guys i hope it really helped y'all it helped me you can do further research a lot of the stuff i just looked it up and and you know found the answers to the questions that i had for myself this is some shadow work that i did for myself and i'm just sharing the things that I found, you know, to be helpful. And that's all I want to do is to be helpful and to help someone else, okay? Because the information that somebody else put out there, it helped me. And it's also important that you guys get in touch with the Holy Spirit. Y'all get in touch with, you know, the angels that surrounding you, your ancestors, you know, your spirit guides, people, things like that, your, your inner self. You get in touch with your higher self. Because it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of healing for you. They they give you that information that you need in order to push past. And they give you the strength. Especially your ancestors. They fight for you because it's something they might have went through. And when you heal when you heal yourself, you heal your ancestors. And you heal the generation before ahead of you as well. Okay? So like I said, I hope that helped you guys. I love you from my crown to my root. Okay? From my root to my crown. I love y'all. So until next time, the next time we're going to be talking about shame, y'all. We're going to be talking about shame. So tune in next Thursday. All right. So if you need me, you guys can reach me on Facebook at Shabrina. What's Sabrina? But it's spelled with an H. Smith. Or you can find me on Instagram at Queen, Queen CEO. You can find me on TikTok, Queen Brina CEO. You can also email me if you need to at naturalloveharecare at gmail.com. If you have my number, hit me up, DM me, whatever. I got you if you have any questions or concerns or is anything you wanna want me to talk about or cover. I got you. Let's do this. All right, y'all. Well. As always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's go. Namaste, family. Have a great day. Much love to you all. I'm out this thing.